Hello, this is Thomas, and this is my conversation with my friend, Radhika. Hi, my friend. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. <laughs> are you sure you're good? <laughs> yeah, I'm so good. I had an exercise class. Is that what exercise class? Yeah, well, it's Feldenkrais. Do you know what Feldenkrais is? That, well, is that some weird church in Austria? Yeah, no, it'd be even better. It was this Israeli dude, um, this Israeli um, genius who taught about body awareness. But you do these micro movements and you gain body awareness. It's very interesting. So what do you mean by body awareness? Well, sometimes you don't even know, like you just did this and you don't right. even know like how many muscles you need to do that small movement. Right. So when you get awareness, you it helps you heal and move in better ways and not hurt yourself. Basically, the older you get, the better it is. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. I just went and got trifocals last week, so I'm getting old. What's a trifocal? So it's progressive lenses. So progressive lenses have uh, three oh. areas. So it's bifocals, except there's a transition in between them. I didn't so even know like, that you wore regular glasses. I thought you were. I'm 40. I don't wear regular glasses except when I can't read something. And I'm like, where the hell are the glasses? And I can't see anything up close anymore. I'm getting I know old. That I can't either. You're not 40. You're 44. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I only know because I'm 43. Thank you. Don't be. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So uh, what are you doing for um, the holiday tomorrow? Um, I'm going to my neighbor's place. We have a um, couple that I know and they're both cooking everything and I'm just bringing them some wine. Mm -hmm. Let me say to you that you look really great. So do you. Thank I you. Think you look very happy. I am happy. And, uh, and, and that's a great thing. I'm very, I'm very happy to see your face, my friend. I miss you a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was thinking, so I'm usually in Texas uh, for Thanksgiving. I and know. this is the first, the first time in 20 years that I haven't been home. Wow. Um, nor that I haven't gone to the Renaissance Festival with Lisa and Emma. Wow. But what I've, but I've, what I've been realizing this week, and this has sort of been the case for the last six months, is... COVID-19 has at least caused me to have to slow down, has caused me to have to think about things in a different way and not be able to run away from memories and thoughts and things you don't want to deal with mm -hmm. because you can't leave your house to take your mind off of it. And it's interesting that I'm thinking about Thanksgiving this week because I'm cooking enough food for 25 people tomorrow, but just for me. What? Because I'm cooking all of the things that I've cooked with my, when my grandmother was with us and when I was back home for the last 20 years, but I've never really cooked them. And so I was, got up this morning and I was making pies and broke oh. into the ugly cry because it wasn't about making the pie. It was about having the space to think about all of the memories and experiences involved in making the pies for the last 20 years. 
Yeah. If that makes any sense to you. The- it makes all the sense. I feel like I've been, and I think <clears throat> I, I feel, I was speaking to a friend of mine who is 28 years old. And, you know, I think it's been really rough for young people to be quarantined. And so they're, you know, also behaving like idiots, a few of them and going mm-hmm. around spreading COVID. But it's also hard to be old when you're when you have COVID. And so I so I asked him, I said, I wonder what the perfect age is. And he told me, I think it's your age. And I actually think it's really interesting to be middle aged or be in your 40s. Because what it's done for me is the same thing, the pause, look back at what just happened, because a lot of things have happened in in my life, you know, especially in the last like 15 to 20 years. And I just, but we keep going. If nobody stops you, you'll keep going till retirement. Right. You know, and and I know you, Thomas, you're a lot like me, but you're even faster than I am. I think I'm fast. But then when with Thomas Howard Jr., I'm like, I'm a I'm a tortoise compared to you. You can't, you know, stay still. So I know I didn't had not looked at my walls. I had not seen the place that I, I just came home to sleep and mm-hmm. I had not looked at my neighborhood. I had not mm-hmm. thought about all the people who had passed people who were sick, even people that I was talking to on a regular basis, I hadn't like stopped to think about what was happening. And I hadn't stopped to think about how great my life was. And that's, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, yeah, I'm really grateful um, for I mean, this. I, and, I'm happy. Right. I mean, it's not been, I've been so uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable at the beginning because I'm an extrovert. I don't Right. Like, I mean, I've been very uncomfortable for the last four years. <laughs> Well, what's been happening with the last few years? No, Donald Trump was our president. Oh. That's what oh, I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Oh, God. So, no, and I and I say this, I, I brought this up because I think that sometimes we we meaning myself and you um as a uh newer westerner sort of are taught to walk around like this. Yeah. Are taught to ignore all of the stuff that's here and that value is that value is found in something. Yeah. And the only thing that typically we as Western people find valuable that isn't something is Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm being, I'm being serious. If you look at the juxtaposition of some of those, you know, you, you gotta believe in what's real. If I can't see it in front of my face, then it's fake news. But I go to church every Sunday and I'm told I have to live by this set of rules that I can't see. And so I think that I I find a great deal of value in, in I'm not the same person before this. And so I even comes down to Saturday morning. Like I realized that I used to always find things to do on Saturday so I didn't have to do nothing. Yeah, I'm a lot like that. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. like, I don't have anything to do. Yeah, I can just sit here on the couch, look out the window and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and your life is wonderful. And it's, yes, it, it, it's wonderful, especially now. I mean, every day, like I... I pray twice a day. I mean, I chant and and I think about we have, you know, um, I, I think about the people who've passed and are passing and then now it's on the radio. It's like 200,000 people are getting infected. I don't even know what it was like a day or, and I'm just like, 
I have a good life. <laughs> I have a, I'm healthy yeah. and I'm safe and I have housing. Right. Right. Thing. So I'm 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 curious because I I it's it's very interesting to me because uh I I have a few people in my life that I can say 100% destiny brought us into each other's lives. And I was thinking back and I I think of you every every now I'm going to start crying. Every holiday season because um I also believe that one of the reasons I spent that year at Hugsy was for you to come into my life. And, and that no matter how long it might've been since we've spoken or we've seen each other, we can get together. It doesn't And it's matter. exactly like we were talking yesterday morning it doesn't and matter. had croissants together yeah. yesterday morning. And so it I'm, I'm one... the only thing is I need you to be in touch with me a little more frequently. Otherwise, I won't know if you're alive or dead. That's the only thing. But then we have Facebook. I see you once in a okay. while. I'm like, okay, well, we can alive. we can we can both be in touch with each other more frequently because your yeah. fingers work just as good as mine. It's true. <laughs> but I have to say before I forget, because I've been wanting to say so. I feel like on two occasions, you saved my life. And the first mm. was, of course, when I met you and you helped carry my suitcase up. You're like my first American friend. Like you're the first friend in America. Like that is like legitimately, like that's your title, you know, for, <laughs> for the rest of your life. Like you're my first American friend. And you, it was like, you took me under your wing and you taught me everything. And, and the all about of, gay sex, Radhika. All what? about gay sex. All about gay sex. It was, queer no, smoke. you queered me up. You... You taught me about <laughs> queer America, which I would not have learned at Hugsy or in that stupid dorm. And it was, it has defined my life. Like it has defined my life. And it's so, it's just so incredible. It's so incredible. And the second time you saved my life was when you, you when you, you know, paid for me to come to Iowa, that, you know, middle of nowhere, beautiful place. In the middle of winter where you got snowed in. Where I got snowed in and I extended my trip and with Zoe and you. And it was, it was so perfect because that was an example of doing nothing for me, you know, because we sat at home and you took care of me. And that was a really difficult time of my life. And I was processing everything and you were just like, you know, no, you're, you're coming and you know, this is done. And that was, I mean, it was a penultimate, just, that was another time that I, 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 I completely like was reborn at that time because of you in that really, like I said, a place that I was like, what am I, what is this, what is this place? You flying someplace was, called Waterloo? What is Waterloo? Isn't that an ABBA song? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. And I am looking forward to spending some time with you in the Bay Area when things start uh, spinning again. I'm, 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 I'm curious for you, um, what your thoughts are, are on those types of relationships. Like, I, I don't really know how to ask the question, but I'm, I, I'm curious from, from your perspective, um, 
your thoughts on those types of relationships. If that makes any sense to you. It does. And I don't know, but my thoughts come from who I am. Right. And I was just thinking about this because I have friends that I grew up with that um, were elementary school friends and we're still in touch. Um, and I still call them my best friends. Um, but sometimes I don't even share parts of my life with them. Mm. And so um, actually in my heart, I think I call them best friends more for tradition mm. and not, not because they're my best friends. But mm -hmm. what I feel is that like, like our relationship, we came into each other's life at a particular time for, at least I can only speak for myself, that the the place that you have in my heart, like it can't be replaced. Like there's just no 100%. other Thomas Howard Jr. Like it just isn't, like, it's just funny. The kind of, like just the laughter, the stuff, like we used to speak in this like gibberish language. The Every time I go to a mall, I don't know, there was like a particular place in Boston that we were sitting in a movie hall or something. I don't know if we had seen love actually or there was something and we were talking in this language and because the, the whole idea is if you know the whole idea was that other people would think we're speaking another language and we right. weren't we were just making it up but that i don't have that with anybody else or like you might see me 10 years from now but you'll still tease me in a certain way or you'll still be like ah radica or like you'll say i mean i think things. there's a i think there's a comfort level and i'm I guess I, I think about, I think about, again, I, it's a feeling for me because I can still see and feel the air and the snow falling as we were, the night that we saw Love Actually, we saw two movies. Yes. We saw something at IMAX. I thought it was a Matrix movie. And then we were walking back and went and saw Love Actually at the theater was it the same in night? Harvard Yard? I'm almost positive because I remember the snow falling and us. I remember you walking. hugging a pole. That's all. I did. Well, that's <laughs> hugging a pole. Well, that's the perfect way to move on to something else. Hugging a pole. <laughs> so I, you have also a unique perspective as, as someone who um, came to, to this country, who who I think, or that I think you now call one of your homes. And, and so I'm, I'm curious what you think the purpose has been for the last four years in America. And I, I ask you this too, because of, of the, the faith path you walk and mm -hmm. the perspective that gives you, um, I mean, I have my own thoughts, but I'm, I'm curious from you, from your perspective, what the purpose has been for us as, a, as America to go through what we've gone through the last four years. Yeah, um, my perspective is, is very much a, a Buddhist perspective, um, mm -hmm. because if I, if I didn't have Buddhism or I didn't have like that kind of um, center, then I would have suffered a lot in these four years. And, right. you know, as we speak, I'm still waiting for my immigration papers. You know, there used to be a time where when you submitted your application, you'd have 12 to 14 months. And now apparently it says 12 to 36 months. You don't know. And so I'm very relieved that I'm very mm -hmm. relieved that Donald J. Trump is not our president anymore. Having said that, 
I will say that um, there's a concept in Buddhism called the oneness of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And that evil is really important to bring out the strength of the good. If you mm -hmm. let it slide, it's going to turn into right. whatever it is. It's going to be worse. But I really feel that from a Buddhist perspective, Donald Trump took on um, um, a, an incarnation to mm -hmm. get us to stand up because all the mm -hmm. stuff that came out, I mean, it, it isn't just, I mean, Trump is like legitimately insane. Like the dude has like, he has a troubled childhood and you know, there's a, and, and there yeah. are reasons why he is the way he is. Yeah. Yeah. But all those people that supported him, all those people and what is it? 70 million people that support his agenda. And I know some of them, I even dated one of them for like six months, you know? They're, it's not that they're bad people. Some are legitimately, like some of these politicians don't give you know a crap of the people live or die and they're, right. they're horrible people. But the most people, they're, they're not bad people, but it was about not knowing the other side. And I live in San Francisco, which is a bubble where mm -hmm. um, honestly, most of these four years, all people in San Francisco have done is complained about Donald Trump and the people who vote for Donald Trump. I don't think that's going to lead to a solution either. Right. When, right. You know, right. and and I right. and and so I think the purpose was to bring us together. And racism mm. existed, homophobia existed, transphobia existed, all of this existed, and the Democrat Party, including President Obama, didn't do that much. Right. And now I'll say Biden, Kamala Harris, all of these folks, and Biden is from California. She's critiqued in the state for stuff that she did as attorney general, but they've all grown because of this. Right. Biden, they said America's going to lead the world in, in, you know, in an environmental right. you know, sustainability. He would not have said this four years ago. They cared, but not that much. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I think this dude is the devil that right. brought out the best in all of us. He has a function from a karmic state. Right, right. No, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. I think, I think I, you know, I, <laughs> as and, much and as I see. And he wouldn't have been, if it wasn't for COVID, he wouldn't have, um, he wouldn't have been thrown out. He would still be our president. Um, I so, think so too. Yeah. I think so too. I, you know, it's interesting to me because I hear everybody, you know, I'm in a bubble as well one of the bluest yeah. cities in, in America. And, and I hear people talk all the time about how he is making people racist again and all of this stuff. And I said, I go, okay, let's stop for a second. In my view, here's what he's done. He's given all of the people permission who only talked about these things in their living room yeah. to talk about them in public. Yeah. And so in my mind, in order for something to be sterilized, you got to throw it in the sunlight. Yeah. And so I would rather somebody hate me to my face. Yeah. Than talk about me behind my back. Yeah. And so what I see and what I find value in is I, I believe he has given voice and manifestation to all of those things we said people shouldn't talk about. So they just... Yeah repress them, which got them pissed off and angry. And here's a man that said, you don't like people? I don't, I'm right there with you, say it, say it. And then we have to talk about social media yeah, because I think there's a huge issue sort of around the way that people get their information and how people don't really care if it's true or not. And so I guess, what are your thoughts on where we go from here? Well, 
for I wanted to say one thing that I think Donald yeah, yeah. Trump revealed for the United States and also for people because like my home country is India and if you think Donald Trump is a problem the Modi administration in India is like oh way more wily and like 80% of the people you know support him so there's like at least Donald Trump has this veneer of being like stupid or there's some kind of you can joke about him the other dude is like no um there's a bigger cult around him but what i want to say is that i think we're too often we give up our power as citizens and we just think oh cult of obama cult of mm-hmm. trump and that i'm so sick of that because it doesn't matter who your president is you've got to keep them honest and mm-hmm. citizens have to stand up so i really hope and that's why that's why i like that it's an older <laughs> I call him Uncle Biden. It's an older white man that we don't even know if he's going to survive the presidency, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is he's not he's not that great. <laughs> As yeah. in, like he's not an extraordinary person whereas Donald Trump and Obama were extraordinary people each in their own way. He's not extraordinary and I really hope that moving forward citizens are going to know their power. You mm-hmm. know, it's still not I mean to be honest it's still very conservative and i hope that we'll help keep as the democrat party honest right i think he will i think he will surround himself with competent people and he I will listen so. to them yes that's that's for me and the other thing for me is it's not a political thing for me i can disagree yes. with you politically it's what i believe is fundamentally a decent human being yeah that's the issue for me and i've pushed people out of my lives who have said, "Oh yeah, I love you, but yeah. this man is perfect." Yeah. And I'm like, it just doesn't doesn't work that way for me. And it, we give up our power, I think. I think what happened was that kind of religious effect, what happens in religions that you kill for a religion? Yeah. I think that's what happened. Something psychologically people wanted to just they felt like he was going to save them. It was so off that it really felt like those oh, the religions that say you're going to be beamed up one, you know, the end of the world is happening. That's what it right. felt. Like. And even when it wasn't happening, people still thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's very yeah. strange. You know, about how it's this it's very strange to me. Uh and But so what the person who's only live on the coast, I myself for the next 4 years, 8 years whatever. I hope I can I've never met people who've like I don't I'm not, I've never lived in a place that is red or you know, I lived in San Diego yeah. with a lot of marines and so I got to know military. Well, you could always come to Texas with me for a visit. I would <laughs> We've talked about to. we've talked about this for a I, while. I I absolutely <laughs> I need to go to Texas because it is a country. It is a country. Well, maybe next Thanksgiving You yeah. can come and experience a yes. a Texas Thanksgiving. We'll go to the Renaissance Festival. We'll go find some rodeos. We'll do some we'll get some barbecue even though you're vegetarian. We'll find you some I'm not vegetarian? Some... I thought you were vegetarian. I oh, was vegetarian right. when I when I came to um the US for 2 years briefly in India I was. I wasn't raised vegetarian, okay. but then like the the Cronkite food was just so <laughs> that I had to start eating meat again. It was because it was really bad. All I'd eat was dessert. But yeah, I remember you took me to the casino for Christmas. So we did, we did go to the Meskwaki, the Meskwaki Casino. <laughs> I, you know, in my, you know, I, that for me, there's no greater value in in just spending time with people. And yeah. so, how are you? How are you? Um, how's your family doing in India? 
They're good. They're doing good. Um, we live in, you know, it's Delhi is ur- very, very urban with, you know, apartment. We live in apartment right. complexes and Delhi is very overpopulated. My The city that I come from is number one for COVID. My parents' neighbors got COVID. Their kids came home and gave them, you know, the virus. But my parents are very an- antisocial, so it served them really well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there's still a, a time where I still, I do want to go back with you. You've made that offer a anytime. couple times too. I oh. mean, anytime. I just need to, I can't leave the country until my paperwork comes through. Right. Well, you can't leave the country really until we get vaccinated. Well, and that too. <laughs> and that too. How's, um, how's your love life? Oh, um, it's pretty empty right now out of my choosing. Yeah, um, join the party. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I think it was a good thing. So I, my, so I was married, as you might know, for six years. I yes. was with Alberto, you know, for like yep. 11 Alfonso. years. Yes, Alfonso, Alejandro. <laughs> you called him everything. Antonio. Uh, so exactly. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't date anybody. I had a lot of sex, Thomas. A lot. It was awesome. And You got to um, join the party. I had an awakening about a year ago, and I was a, a prostitute for a while. And then COVID happened and I'm like, like, it was like, I'm like, I don't need to know your name. Let's just get busy. Yeah, and it was the I'm greatest so thing bad. in the world. So, Cause Did you know, you know, I, you know me that I would not have yeah, done no, that. You and I didn't get any for a long time. So you have to go through that phase and I'm a late bloomer. So yeah, that happened. Between yeah. Me. I'm a late bloomer. 40, what, 42. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, that was that was it. And so I and then the person that I I wasn't in, a, I think I was probably afraid of getting into a relationship. But the first person that I cared for was a Trump voter mm. um, from a place in Fresno, California. And he was really a wonderful person, actually open doors and everything. Uh, <laughs> but um, but he voted and he didn't tell me until we were into it a little bit. But um, here's me, Thomas. I was never exclusive with him. So I was like. <laughs> Your dick doesn't work that well. Um, so I can't, I need my, my other sex friend. So let I me look in, let me look in the index cards. Let me flip through. So I, I didn't, because, because I was like, this is what I said to my friends. I said, it bothers me more that his, that, you know, his junk doesn't work more than he's a Republican because that showed there was something up with him. And that was right, the bigger psychological. Thing. There's some sort there was of something psychological. psychological and he never like showed himself. And so there was, you, I mean, sex can tell you so much, right? I mean, right, even right, my own right. dysfunctionalities, but um, so yeah, that happened for six months. Then he dumped me because I think he couldn't be with a liberal person long-term. Um, and now he's with some Persian person, 20 years younger than him, who's, conservative so yay good for you you know you can be with a poc person of color that votes trump like wow they're even more twisted yeah i mean at least a white person has something to gain from it i just don't understand how people of color what they have to gain um that's what i think it's interesting too like looking at miami like miami overwhelmingly the cuban population that's the cuban but i still think it's like it baffles me that's the cube. That's Indians too. Indians too. Indian, oh. and that's first generation Indians yeah. who vote for Trump because they're very privileged. Yeah. We're very privileged. So yeah, no, that's true. Where you are you finding it, your joy? No, good. Say that. What were you saying? 
Oh no, I was saying that an average Indian is a little bit like me, came here for education because I can't take a boat to get here. I have to take a plane. So I better have a decent visa. So it's either like tech or uh, studies. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I came here to open a grocery store. That's That happens in the US, but it's not- uh, Right. No, no, I got you. I yeah. got you. I got you. I got you. You're very privileged. Yeah. Well, yeah. where are you finding your joy these days? Um. So I live by the ocean, the Pacific Ocean. Mm. And um, I love seeing your walks on the Presidio. Yeah. So that's so I I did not know how to spend time with myself before COVID. And then now I walk every day, about two miles a day. And oh, I have great. to say hello to the ocean. And I grew up in a landlocked place, so I wasn't connected to water so much, but I've developed like a connection. So there's I get my joy there. Um, I get my joy very much from my Buddhist practice. Um, morning and evening, I chant, um, and my community, um, and really taking care. I have, you know, I encourage uh, women in the Buddhist community to really use the practice to overcome certain hurdles in our lives. So I get a lot of meaning. And then I've been teaching a lot online, which I it's not my preferred form of teaching, but I've been teaching improv a lot. So I love it. And I just started teaching senior citizens and I have an all female, um, all female, all white um, seniors, and I think they're all over the age of, you know, at least sixty. They're fear, they're crazy. They're like insane. Golden girls. It's like they, the golden girls. Totally. They want to talk about sex. <laughs> they want like they play the dirtiest characters, and they're so uninhibited. It's like they, so they had they did the scene where you know pronouns is really hard for. Folks, yeah. even my generation to remember like a day yeah, from my yeah, our generation, it's it's very it's, difficult. It takes brain diff- power. And we're like, you know, and we misgender all the time. And you know, just and they did this whole scene about these two ladies who there's a new actor that comes in and they're they and they can't wrap their heads around it. And they were like, is it a boy? Is it a girl? And but it was it was such a funny scene, but it was funny because it's these, they were making fun of themselves as well, of old people mm-hmm. can't wrap their heads around what's happening. Mm-hmm. But nobody would do that kind of thing in a real improv, like in the 20, 30, 40 something. We're so inhibited. So it's it's really interesting because it's kids and then seniors who are that uninhibited. <laughs> I think that's great because those seniors are teaching you some things. 100%. Which is remarkable. To let go and- I know. You know, not be so, I don't know, caught up because life is short. Like, so yeah, yeah. that's my joy. Um, food, I've been cooking more. I know you cook all the time. I don't cook. I've been cooking more. Good, um, good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I am making a commitment to um, do this more often with you uh, because I think uh, I feel, <laughs> I feel um, revived um after spending some time with you and so um i know how busy you are so uh thanks for um talking to me for sure i'm i feel exactly the same way and there's a place that you have in my heart that's nobody else occupies so when it's not when you're there like that's that's gonna that fills me up so i got you too when i when you're not I there, you. you know, we're both adults. So I'm not, I'm not the, that kind of stocky misser, but um, I really miss you. And I also want to say, you look amazing. Well, and thank I'm just you. so proud I appreciate of you it. with like your body and stuff. And you just like- I'm exercising six body. days a week now. So 
It's um, amazing. And uh, I'm so happy you have a new puppy, right? Or no, I had, well, that dog went back. Oh, but um, they're the new puppies were born last weekend and I will pick one up in January. Ooh. So um, I'm very excited. Oh. So I'll text you some pictures. Yeah. And, uh, send me, send me your current address. I think I have an old one. Text it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I moved chance. last year. I'll send yeah, you my text answer. it to me and I'll send you a card this year. And my friend, I love you. I love you so much. Can you send me your address too? I will do it right now when I send you the dog pictures. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love you. So have much. a happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, bye. <laughs>